Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there. And Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Trust can be a dangerous tool used by deadly people. On November 8th, 1979, a trusting young woman was born who would fall victim to a horrible group of individuals she thought she could trust. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Jennifer Lee Doherty, born November 8th, 1979, was a 30-year-old woman from Mount Pleasant, Pennsylvania, who is described as being mentally disabled and having the mind of a young child. Because of this, Jennifer trusted everyone she came into contact with. A young, lovely, sweet, and fun woman, she made friends without any issue and was known to talk to strangers without fear. Tragically, on February 11, 2010, her beautiful life was brought to an end when someone found her body brutally stuffed into a garbage bag in a school parking lot. From the looks of things, she had sustained prolonged torture before finally being stabbed to death. An investigation quickly began, and before long, it led straight to a group of individuals who Jennifer called her friends. According to her stepfather, Jennifer would often travel on the bus alone 
from her home in Mount Pleasant to Greensburg, about 10 miles away, for either dental or counseling appointments. And one day, she came home and told them that she made a new group of friends at the local community center. So on February 10th, 2010, when she told her mother and stepfather that she was going to her friend's apartment to have a sleepover before her appointment in Greensburg the next day, they really thought nothing of it. Jennifer, after writing her friend's contact information and a note that read, I hope that you will have a good day at work, and I also love you very much. I will talk to you sometime later. Got into the car with her stepfather and kissed him on the cheek goodbye when he dropped her off at the bus stop. He had no clue that this was the last time he would ever see Jennifer alive. After getting off the bus, Jennifer went to the apartment belonging to Peggy Darlene Miller, walked in, and greeted all of her new friends. Robert Lauren Masters Jr., Ricky Smyrns, Melvin Knight, Amber Mendinger, and Angela Marinucci, a woman who she had known for several years and frequently spoke with on the phone. Almost immediately after walking through the threshold of that apartment, Jennifer was beaten with a towel rod, a vacuum hose, and a crutch for the next day and a half. They made her drink detergent, urine, cooking oil, medication, spices, and nail polish, and while handcuffed with Christmas ornaments, the group shaved her head and painted her face with nail varnish. While all of this was happening, someone raided her purse, stealing her money, gift cards, and cell phone before pouring liquids into the bag, filled up lemonade bottles and hit her with them, and poured things all over her newly shaved head. If that wasn't bad enough, Amber Meldinger would later say that Melvin Knight then stripped her of her clothing, gagged her, and proceeded to rape her. Throughout the harrowing ordeal, Jennifer begged the people she called her friends to stop hurting her, telling them her eyes were burning and that she wanted to take a shower because she thought she smelled bad. After giving her sleeping pills and antibiotics, Jennifer asked to be taken home. But according to Melvin, the group decided that the only way to keep her quiet, to keep her from snitching on them, was to take her life. After 36 hours of horror, the group forced Jennifer to write a suicide note, and then Melvin plunged a knife into her heart and lungs. Realizing that she was still alive, Ricky then grabbed the knife and slit her wrists. Still somehow breathing, the men then grabbed Christmas lights and wrapped them around her neck, pulled both ends, and strangled her. They then wrapped the lights around her body like a tree, and Angela became angry because the lights weren't flashing. They then packed her up, and dumped her body in the parking lot of the Greensburg-Salem Middle School. When her body was taken to the coroner, they stated that in the thousands of autopsies that they conducted, quote, this is one of the most horrific cases I have seen. You have one young defenseless woman, six people who are keeping her captive and doing all of these things, knowing she is mentally challenged. Put it all together, it is bizarre. It is extreme barbarism. Charged with murder, Amber, Peggy, and Robert all pleaded guilty and gave detailed testimonies about what happened inside of that apartment. Providing motive, they said that Angela had grown jealous of Jennifer, who she thought was developing a relationship with her boyfriend, Ricky. She claimed she overheard him calling Jennifer and telling her that he loved her and wanted to marry her. It was Angela who lured Jennifer into the apartment that day, and Ricky who seemed to lead the group in the brutal attack. There were allegedly, quote, family meetings prior to that day 
in which they agreed as a group that Jennifer Doherty should be killed, and though not accused of participating in the physical attack, both Peggy and Robert were allegedly left alone in the apartment with Jennifer, and despite her pleas for help, they did nothing and instead simply alerted the rest of the group. They claimed that they were afraid to help, worried that they too would become victims. In the end, Angela Marinucci, who was 17 years old at the time, was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Melvin Knight and Ricky Smyrns were sentenced to death. Amber Mandiger, who pleaded guilty, was sentenced to 40 to 80 years. And Robert Lauren Masters Jr., who also pleaded guilty, was given 30 to 70 years. Peggy Darlene Miller pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 35 to 74 years in prison. And with that, all of Jennifer's so-called friends were placed in prison for what they did to her. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. And thank you to Brittany Green for suggesting today's story. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on November 9th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.